Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. The give to Fournette, running right up the middle of the field toward the goal line. Touchdown! A three-yard touchdown run by Leonard Fournette has extended the lead at Heinz Field. Off the right hip of Brady, puts his left foot forward in the red shoes, takes the snap, looks right, lobs it for Gronk. He reaches up, brings it down. Touchdown, Patriots! Ryan is throwing it up in the air. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay oh home. my God! Oh my God! Marty, no touchdown! Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. With your inside look at everything football, it's TSN Four Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. And then there were four. Yes, welcome to TSN Four Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. Conference championships time, folks. It's here. Super Bowl is coming. Four teams remain. Two games left. And we are delivered by Domino's. Guys, get any style medium feast pizza for just $10.99. You watching the big games this weekend? Order it in. Go pick it up at Domino's.ca. You can get a large four topping for $11.99. Penne pasta side dishes, buffalo chicken wings, marbled cookie brownie, all the pizza you need, Domino's.ca. CA. Get us on Twitter as well at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs. Boy, do we got a big show for you today in about 15 minutes from the Jaguars Radio Network. It's still strange to say that they are in the AFC Championship, but JP Shadrick will join me to go over. Hey, how did the Jags go from worst to the AFC Championship? What to expect in that matchup? And then NFL on ESPN writer Bill Barnwell spoke to him earlier today. And we break down the matchup for each of these four remaining quarterbacks. So the positives and negative strengths and weaknesses in these particular matchups. I got right into it with Bill Barnwell, so you don't want to miss that. We'll get into our game predictions as well. New DraftKings showdown contest to go over with you also. Uh, bring in producer Mike Skriznak. Skrizzy. Good morning. Th- those divisional games. Outside of the Patriots destroying your poor Titans. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. We, it was we expected. all saw that coming. You gotta win. Right? Mariota got a playoff win under his belt. You got rid of Malaki as head coach. Corey Davis looked like a superstar. Right. You got to be happy the future's bright. Outside of that game, oh my, you had everything you could ask for. Eagles, Falcons, defensive battle, and then Nick Foles and company pulling it out at the end. The Jags holding on 45-42, marching into Heinz Field and spanking the Steelers. And then, of course, the Minneapolis Miracle. The Vikings, Case Keenum, outdueling Drew Brees, 29-24 in the Saints. Screws, I don't know what to think. I've been saying it all year. Case Keenum, uh, he's legit for this season, as well, I guess. You got Case Keenum and Blake Bortles and Nick Foles in the conference championship. Roger Goodell is going crazy. Can you imagine the ratings poison that a Jacksonville Jaguars representation of the AFC would result in? Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I'm praying for them to win. The most hated quarterback, just media, who gets chirped all the time, Blake Bortles. Like, he's, it's almost to the point, if you take a pro wrestling approach, like, he's gotten so much, he's become so much of a heel 
that now you're starting to kind of root for him a little bit. It's kind of like Jinder Mahal. <laughs> like this guy who was just a bum for yeah. like the last 10 years, then all of a sudden gets a heavyweight title. I was thinking, well, I, I, I would think more of like, like a Barry Horowitz. To go right back. Like, set, gets beaten down all the time, and then he gets that big win and everyone loves him. He's <laughs> <laughs> slapping his back. <laughs> Blake Bortles, there's a take for you. Blake Bortles is the Barry Horowitz of quarterbacks. Oh, my goodness. I think that's a good take. Uh, but you got Case Keem, you got those three there. So it brings us to our poll question at TSN 4 Downs, at Andy MC81. Now, I did not include Tom Brady in this conversation because I think the obvious choice would be he would have the best statistical day. He might not. But this is my my question. Which of these quarterbacks will have the best game stats-wise in their conference championship matchup? Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, or Nick Foles? Bortles, Keenum, or Foles? You can vote at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. We got uh, Ryan on Twitter. He uh, tweeted in and said... I'm just trying to find his. He said Bortles simply because the Eagles and Vikings defenses are so nasty. That's exactly why I voted for Bortles as well. You went Bortles. Yeah. I think that New England defense is underrated, Chris. Like They've been good outside of the first, I'd say, quarter of the season. They have quietly been good. They're not gangbusters, but they've been good and been able to keep quarterbacks and offenses in check for the most part. But if if Jacksonville has any chance, what's what's... What what do the Patriots do so well? They take away your best option, yes. right? Which would you think be Leonard Fournette in this game? That's their only option. Stack the box and let Bortles try to beat you. And and you got to pin Bortles. You got to pin those edges. Stack the box. Keep him in the pocket. Make Bortles keep you beat you with his arm. And we'll get into our picks after. But here for the Jaguars, and we'll go over this with JP Shadrick as well from Jaguars Radio Network. You got to try to take the exact same approach you did against the Steelers. Get out to a quick lead and then hold on. Because yeah. if you need Blake Bortles to lead you back down 10 in the fourth, you're done. Much easier said than done. Tennessee Titans had a 7 nothing lead on the Patriots and what happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, the Titans defense, while okay, it's not the Jaguars. It's not the Jags. Absolutely. It's not the Jags. And if I'm Tom Brady and the Patriots offense, what I'm looking to do. Get the ball out of his hand as quick as possible. We know he has one of the quickest releases anyway, but get it out to a Deion Lewis, a Gronk over the middle, an Amendola. Let your playmakers make plays, but get it out of your hand fast. You don't want to be dropping, trying to drop bombs. Otherwise, you're going to have Ramsey picking you off all day. Well, for this poll, though, so like, look, Drew Brees had a good week last week, but sure look enough. what that Eagles defense said to Matt Ryan. Yeah. So why, why would I think that Case Keenum will have a better day on the Eagles' defense that Matt Ryan Chris, could have had. Why should we think Case Keenum should be here? I know, I know. This is 2017 or right? 2018. Like, I don't understand football anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm probably not doing this show next year because I just we don't know anything. <laughs> you're doing the show, but like, if I'm either of these defenses, you're going to want to try to run the ball, sure, and then hopefully play actually works on the defense because that's like with these two defenses, the only chance you have. But now both of those sides on the Eagles and the Vikings are going to try to take away the run. Right? That, that's got to be the game plan. So you're going to try to take that away, which means you're probably going to be forced, if you're one of these quarterbacks, if the run is stopped, to chuck it up. And that's where it's interesting. And Blake Bortles, it's, it is such a, a curious case of what to expect. He's won a game throwing for 87 yards. He's won games throwing for 350 yards. I don't know. For Blake Bortles, what is he going to be expected to do? Right? Like... If you're Jacksonville, obviously you don't want him. You want him throwing as little as possible. But if if New England takes that away from you, 
and he's forced to, what type of day is he going to have? So I went Case Keenum. That was that was my vote. I'm with you on that Eagles D man. And um, yeah, because he's also going outside in the elements. He's not in a dome anymore. He doesn't Very have the whole fans behind him. It's supposed to be a nice day though in I, Philly. Just Keenum. He's never been in this spot before. No, nope. but he wasn't last week. And he, but he squizzed, had the whole field with him. He outdueled Drew Brees. He outdueled the Super Bowl champ, Case Keenum. Case oh. Keenum chucked it up. And did you, by the way, and the Pittsburgh Steelers put up forty-two points, and it didn't matter. No. Well, <laughs> so, he, he, here's the thing. And people say, "Oh, how how good is the Jaguars' defense, Andy? They gave up forty-two points." You got to look at the big picture. They shut down Pittsburgh in the first half. They got up, and then they held on. They bent. But they didn't break. That's what great defenses can do, right? You, you can give just enough because you don't want that big play to get behind you. Give up just enough and hold on. So we say, we've seen the Jags been able to shut teams down. The X factor, of course, is Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like, Scriz, that, that trumps almost everything. You can say, yeah, but you, you got Brady. Well, Brady, That's really the end of Brady wearing both of his gloves. Refusing to the answer magic questions. gloves. Injured oh. stitches, apparently, on his knuckle. Do you think they found that practice roster player yet? I think he's still in a basement somewhere in Boston. We even came close to hitting Brady's hand. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Could you? Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine Brian Hoyer trotting out onto the field at Foxborough? Just to save the day. The Rocky anthem in the background. So, Just. Chris, imagine this scenario. You have Brady can't go. Oh, my God. Headlines breaking. Imagine. Brady can't go. And you'd have Brian Hoyer, Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, and Nick Foles. I love it. That would the, be... The Duster Bowl. That would be madness. Uh, Ian Rappaport reporting on Twitter that apparently the hand has not affected his throwing. He's still able to spin it, but he's not mentioning anything. Brady and... I don't... Here's what... I, like, ultimate ultimate head games. You're going to have to kill... You're going to have to kill Tom Brady to not have him in that game. And I would... Like, Brady's that type of guy, though, Chris. He will will his way. Like, his hand could be dangling. And he would make a, 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 a way, find a way to get the ball to where it needed to be. And that's why I think you're going to be, again, looking for short, quick passes. Not just to try to neutralize that Jaguars defense, but maybe you don't want him to put too much pressure on it. And that run game. Deion Lewis is Gillisley. He's questionable. Uh, like, which James White? Is he going to pop in, like... What type of running back are you going to be able to do? And then the X factor, too, Skriz, Gronk, as healthy as he's been in an AFC championship game in recent memory. Absolutely. And you had the, X bro- factor. And you had the blueprint from the Steelers last week where you run right at the Jags because they're not a huge defense. They're more, they're more built on speed. Yeah. You can run against them. Tennessee beat them twice this year by doing that power run game. Yeah. So if I'm Belichick, I'm looking at that and trying to figure out a way to get those running backs up the middle against that Jaguars smaller D line. Though it's good, it's just a little bit smaller than some of the other ones in the NFL. Right. So and what about two? You try to use Gronk's physicality on quick over the middle. He's a mismatch nightmare. Or to the outside, like you have Amadola, who's the little sp- uh, water spider, right? The zippy, zippy guy. But if you want to pound them. And you don't feel your running backs are healthy or or whatever, just throw it over the middle. The Gronk short pat, let him power his way, let him punish. That's what he's there for. Absolutely, I'm actually very curious to see how they play Gronk because you have a guy like Telvin Smith, the middle, the linebacker, who's really fast, but he doesn't have the size. No, 
Or you can go with a shutdown guy like Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. It's just a, I'm very curious to see because there's no one guy that can cover Gronk. No, absolutely but, not. But how do you try to limit him? That's going to be probably the biggest. Because like on the outside with those corners, mm-hmm. you should be okay against Brendan Cooks and Amendola and those guys. You, you should be able to take him down. Yeah. But how do you cover the greatest tight end ever to play the game? And ooh, Very curious. And how do you hurry Brady as much as possible? So we'll get into that. Quarterback Clays talk. Campbell. With Campbell. Yeah, Clays Campbell. So good. With Bill Barnwell from ESPN in uh, about 20 minutes' time. Uh, we'll get to our official game picks. We'll go over the point spread a little bit later on, too. But, Squeeze, last week I told you about Control V North York, and I said I'd hook you up. Well, I didn't just hook you up, brother. I hooked up everybody. Because oh, they have party time free virtual reality weekend at Control V North York. Okay? You can go. What? Bring the girlfriend. Bring the pals. Free. So you can go today. John Leatherby's coming. Chris Leatherby's coming. coming. Everybody's going. You can go Control V North York. Now it's at 4501 Chesswood Drive, North York, near York University. Very easy to get to. And we, I went over it last week, so it went out a couple weeks back. And this is so cool, guys. Like, you got the virtual reality goggles on. You got the earpiece. You are immersed in the environment. But you get your own virtual reality booth. That's the cool part. You're not just jumbled in and flailing around with a whole bunch of people next to you. You have a, your own virtual reality booth. And they got the games I tried. I, I did a Star Wars game, a shooter. I was ducking. I was, I was moving all over. I'm surprised I didn't pull a hammy, Chris. Trying to get out of the way of all these things shooting at me. Yeah, mini putt. As, as crazy as that sounds, that was a cool environment. Zombie game. Terrifying. A haunted mansion. And you got so many other different types of games. And they add new ones all the time. That's the great part. So you can call right now. And uh, if you need to check them out, 647-977-9988. If you want to see where they are, how busy they are, whatever. They're open uh, from now until, I think it's 1130 tonight. So you can go all day long, Saturday and Sunday. 647-977-9988. Or go online ctrlv.ca ctrlv.ca now you don't have to book today you can just go in but in the future corporate functions birthday parties for for kids or adults guys nights girls nights birthday whatever you want control v ctrlv.ca check them out it's a great time fellas valentine's day is right around the corner and what a different different time for date night like i took my wife she is not a video game person scripts but it is it's just so it's different Right, it's different than a movie or just dinner. Go there and get a bite to eat. Yeah, like, come on, get off, get off the couch. Stop watching Netflix. Go on a real date. <laughs> That's you lazy, right. You lazy bums. Go to Netflix and chill later. Absolutely. After the control video. Yes. <laughs> right. A lot of chilling out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so check about ctrlv.ca, 647-977-9988. It's Control V North York. All right, we'll take the break from the Jaguars Radio Network. J.P. Shadrick joins me next on TSN 4 Down. You did find yourself on Gronk or if he came outside or something. Why would you be a good matchup on him? What do you think would, would give you an advantage? Uh, he hasn't played a corner like me before. Oh, the swagger in Saxonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars. From worst to the AFC Championship game. Unbelievable. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Across the TSN radio network. And you can get us on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio app. If you miss any of it, we'll also tweet out the link at AndyMC81 and at TSN4Downs. And folks, we're delivered by Domino's. Hey, you're watching Jags and Patriots? 
Go get yourself an any-style medium feast pizza for just $10.99. All the pizza options, side dishes, marble cookie, brownie for dessert, everything you need at dominoes.ca. Let's bring in now from the Jaguars Radio Network, J.P. Shadrick. J.P., how's it going, brother? Great, Andy. I appreciate you. And I can listen to Jalen Ramsey all day long. Oh, yeah, news for you. He, that guy... Is just, like he needs to get into pro wrestling immediately after his football career. Like he he is ready. For, the smack talk is next level. Yeah, he's a little wiry, a little uh, <laughs> a little long for that maybe. But boy, he can keep up with the talking side. There's no doubt. And uh, at least here in the NFL, man, he can play. And they're not scared to line him up on anybody in, in this league. And that's the best part about it. He he wants the challenge, and he's up to it pretty much every week. Well, and, and so when you look at the the smack talk. And it just seems like it's, it's one, they've been able to back it up. But two, it just seems like that, that's the character. That's how they need to be as a whole to, to get, get ready. How do you think on paper right now they match up against the New England Patriots? I think they match up pretty well. I mean, outside of the quarterback and the tight end. I mean, yeah. I was talking to some guys in the locker room uh, the other day on the offensive side of the ball. And I was asking, you know, this, you know just talking, who on the Patriots defense would start for the Jaguars' offense. And I I can't think of one, you know, because hmm. this Jaguars' defense, just think about that, play it man for man. Um, but now I will say this Patriots' defense collectively as a group, they play well together, they're in the right spot, they're disciplined, they don't miss tackles, I mean, they, they know what they're doing. Uh, but man for man, talent-wise, I mean, you got free agent guys, all pro players, High draft picks on this defense of the Jaguars, and uh, there's a reason why. And they've been on the field healthy all season long. That's helped their success this year. Uh, so I think they can match up well, sure. But you have to get in that backfield. You have to affect Brady. Uh, Gronk's going to get some of his. That's just how it works. And you have to kind of weather that storm throughout the day. But this is not insurmountable. This is not, you know, this is not the best Patriots team in the history of Patriots no. teams. I mean, this is a team uh, in Jacksonville that. They can go up and win this football game. And that's what people aren't giving them enough credit for, I believe. And, and really, JP, if you think about it, oh, you can't go into Foxborough and win. Well, it's really tough to win in Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. That's one of the toughest places in the league to go in in the postseason and win. And they did it. And that's, that's why they have really, I, I think, JP, no pressure on them. Nobody expects them to win. They can go in and play loose. How much of a benefit do you think that is? Oh, no doubt. I mean, you can feel the pressure a little bit on the Patriots. I mean, yeah. they, they've got to defend that turf against this upstart Jaguars team. Now, I'll go back even to the training camp. Remember in August, this Jaguars team went to Foxborough for a week and practiced against the Patriots hmm. uh, before the first preseason game. And you got all the, you know, it was a, kind of a new idea for the Jags. They hadn't done that on the road before. We've had a, a team here, you know, Tampa came up and practiced here in Jacksonville, but haven't gone up on the road and done that. So, Got on the plane, everybody goes to Boston and staying in Norwood, and you go down to Foxborough and you put your stuff in the locker room, you walk out of the practice field, and there's 20,000 people for practice, you know, and you see the five banners and you see the the trophies in the museum, and you and you here comes Tom Brady on the field and the glow around him and all that. I mean, it's that they kind of got that out of the way, I think, um, in August. Now, I will say, August is a different animal than <laughs> January in Foxborough. I get that. Um, but they're not intimidated. They're going to go up there and play, and they understand what Tom Brady is to the league and, and to the history of the league and Bill Belichick and all that. But their time, they believe, they believe is right now. In conversation with J.P. Shadrick from the Jaguars Radio Network on Twitter, at J.P. Shadrick. 
Tom Coughlin factor. This, I think, is very interesting because, of course, hey, Coughlin has been part of the only two times the kryptonite to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. How, if, if we look, look big picture beyond this game, Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone this year, you went, and, and JP, this was, the, the Jaguars give fans of bad teams hope. I'm a Browns fan, and the Jags and Browns <laughs> had the same, thank you, I know, had, had the same identical record the last four years. They sucked. And then they turned it around with football men. Tom Coughlin, how important has he been? Oh, I mean, on the day-to-day football stuff, that's Doug Marone's show. Uh, but I will say, Tom Coughlin is the boss. He is the football czar, for lack of a better term. He's the executive vice president of football operations. So the way the football side goes in general, how they prepare for for meetings, how they uh, travel, what are they going to wear in the building, what are the rules here and there, what are we doing, that's Tom Coughlin, that's the disciplinary, and he, this is how we're going to do things. He said in his opening press conference, I suggest we atop, adopt the term grit to mm. use this season. I went through all the letters of it, and this is how we're going to do business and this and that. Well, that's great. He sets the tone for the organization, and he's been a successful uh, leader of an organization in this football league, a couple of them. So uh, that's fine. Now, day-to-day in the meeting rooms, talking to the players, all that, that's Doug Marone's job to do that. Tom Coughlin's there. He's two doors down in that office to go down, and if, if he is the lead on it for something, he's there. But this is no different than any other week for that. I mean, he's leaned on him from, from OTAs, training camp, preseason, Regular season, it's the same, you know, if you can go in and get an extra idea on a look, maybe you'll ask Tom about it, but it's Doug Marone's football team, but it's Tom Coughlin's organization. And, hey, who better to lean on to how to beat Tom Brady and the Patriots than Tom Coughlin? That That is fascinating. Now, Blake Bortles, okay, we know he is dumped on by the media, by other teams, He's kind of like that anti-hero. Like now, you you want him to do well because he's been dumped on so badly. Blake Bortles, one way or another, did the Jags have to upgrade at the quarterback position next year? Because JP, to me, if however this weekend or the year finishes up, you the Jags window has burst open, and you got to try to upgrade. I think it's one way or another this off season. Well, I agree that the window is here. Yes, um, I will say that inside that building. There's a lot of belief in Blake Bortles, hmm. and they have seen him uh, do some bad things over the years, yes, but do some really good things, especially this season. Um, the, you know, two years ago, he had the big numbers season where he put up 4,000 yards and 30-something touchdowns, and he threw a lot of picks that year, made some bad decisions. And those guys didn't win a lot of football games that season. Well, this year, you know, he's a good, a really good day for Blake, and right in his wheelhouse is 275 yards, a couple of touchdowns, move the sticks with your legs a couple of times, and don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Blake Bortles, and, and he, has, he has hit that mark quite a bit this season. Um, and you know what? I, I'm not really – I think they're going to evaluate every position, I'll say that, uh, and including the quarterback position, but – you know, if he keeps winning football games in the playoffs, what other proof do you need, <laughs> right. right? I mean, he's a play. He's got more playoff wins right now than a lot of these haters off to the side. That's so I true. Don't know what else you need? You know, that's this is the final exam, right? Yeah. The playoffs. He beat the Bills. He beat the Steelers, and they're going to Foxborough. And if they knock off the Patriots, wow. I mean, what else do you want? I mean, except the Super Bowl. <laughs> you get that in two weeks. 
What is what? Well, wow! What, it, it's just so so crazy to be to be able to think that way. Uh, last one for well, you here. Let me, let me follow up too. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I need to finish this thought because inside the building, like the, the football team, well, the 53 guys on that team, they hear all that about Blake. Sure. And and for four years, Blake has not played well at times. He's played well at other times, but he's never thrown his team and his teammates under the bus. Mm-hmm. He's always taken the blame for whatever's gone wrong, his footwork, his mechanics. Uh, the lack of productivity on offense, he's taking the heat. And he's going up to that podium, win, loss, uh, whatever, and, and taking the heat from media. And the guys in that locker room, that was a big storyline this week, really, really appreciate that. And they want to back this guy and go win with this guy. He acts like a professional. And, yeah, it, that is appreciated in the locker room for sure. Uh, last one for you here, JP. If the Patriots, we know what Bill Belichick does best. He tries to take away your strength and have you beat him elsewhere. If they shut down Leonard Fournette and can pin Blake Bortles and not be burned by his legs, can the Jags win on defense and relying on Bortles and his arm? Well, that's a great question. It's a tough one, right? Because that's that's what you don't want this Jaguars yep. team to have to do is stand back there and pass the ball five times and, and go five wide and throw it. I mean, that's not their strength at all. No, no. Um, so I think it's a mix. I think you do take some chances early in the passing game. That, that's where Blake is at his best. You don't run, run, pass, punt. You know that's that's a that's recipe for disaster for this group. When he's been successful, they've they've thrown some early down passes, uh, not necessarily bombs down the field, but uh, intermediate passes. Get him in the game a little bit. Uh, flare out to your running backs if you have to, and then pound it with a run game. Spread them out a bit. The run game opens some. Uh, I think that's more what you're going to see, uh, and I think you have to. I mean, why not? You got to yeah. you got to throw your cards out there now. I mean, there's nothing to hold back. You're in an AFC Championship game. Uh, you might see some stuff you haven't seen, but that's that's probably on both sides too. Patriots might show you some stuff they haven't showed this year. But I think that's it. You're going to get some early uh, passes from Blake and on early downs, and get the run game moving, and uh, we'll go from there. And see what happens. Well, JP, enjoy the ride, my friend. Thank you so much for taking uh, some time with us. It's been fun so far. We hope it keeps going another couple weeks. Oh, boy. Let's see. Oh, it's going to be great. All right. Thanks, JP. Okay, man. See you. That is JP Shadrick from the Jaguars Radio Network on Twitter at JP Shadrick. We'll take the break. My conversation with NFL and ESPN writer Bill Barnwell. We're going to break down the matchup for each of the four remaining quarterbacks. That's coming up on TSN 4 Downs. You know, for us, it's outside stuff that's swirling around, um, and we've done a good job all year of putting our blinders up. And, and honestly, you know, the opinion of everybody outside this building, you know, it's not uh, it's not what really mattered. Case Keenum from the Minnesota Vikings coming off of the Minneapolis Miracle. Can they do it again, this time on the road in Philadelphia versus the Eagles? That's the NFC. And then, of course, Patriots, Jaguars, Tom Brady's injured hand stitches in the AFC game. And we got all that for you. You can watch it on CTV this Sunday. Listen on TSN Radio, of course. And hey, you know what? I'm going to be down at Real Sports doing some live hit remotes there for TSN 1050. So come on down to Real Sports. Say hi. Watch the game on the big screen. You're listening to TSN 4 Downs, TSN 1050, TSN 1150. And guys, we're delivered by Domino's. Any style medium feast pizza, 10.99. Side dishes like pasta, buffalo chicken wings. Get it all. Carry out or delivery at dominoes.ca, dominoes.ca. And on Twitter, you can vote on our poll question at TSN 4 Downs, at AndyMC81. Which quarterback will have the best statistical day in their conference championship game? That's at TSN 
Four downs. All right. I chatted earlier today with ESPN NFL writer Bill Barnwell. We got into the and broke down the matchups for each of the four remaining quarterbacks. Here we go. Bill, you have an article out on ESPN.com. Everybody should check this out. It's phenomenal. It's called Lessons of an Impossible QB Final Four in 2017 NFL Playoffs. And you correctly stated, yeah, if you picked anybody or predicted any of the quarterbacks outside of Tom Brady, you're a dirty liar, essentially. Like, like <laughs> just big picture. How crazy is this that we have Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, Case Keenum as three of the quarterbacks? I mean, you know... It- it's really crazy to think about just because you figure, okay, well, there's, you know, there, there's some chance maybe the Jaguars, if everything broke right, they could have made it this far. But you figure, you know, they almost benched Blake Bortles before the season. They even benched him very briefly. Uh, with the Eagles, again, not crazy to think the Eagles would have made the postseason. Maybe they even get this far. But with Gav Carson wins, that's another question altogether. And then Case Keenum, I mean, again, Vikings, sure, but you would figure Sam Bradford. So, I mean, the, the teams make sense, necessarily. If everything broke right, it's plausible to think they could have got here. But to get here with these quarterbacks, I mean, it just doesn't really <laughs> – I, I, I can't think of a precedent for it where we had so few quarterbacks who were, you know, top-level guys here in the Final Four. No, it's, it's crazy. And in the article, you break down – each quarterback and for Tom Brady you have the lesson pressure or die and you have a chart there with yeah the winning percentage drops the more times you get on Brady and it seems it seems obvious in one way but in another sense it's difficult because Brady's release is so quick and he's so good at reading things but do you feel the Jaguars have as good a chance as anybody with that defense to actually be able to get after and affect Brady? Yeah, I do. And, you know, I, I do think it's not a secret. You know, if I sat here and told an NFL coach, hey, what do you got to do to beat Tom Brady is to get pressure on him with that blitzing, they'd say, yeah, duh. But, <laughs> you know, it's easier said than done, unfortunately. You have to have the horses to do that. And you think about the teams that have beat Tom Brady in the past, well, it's been the Giants who had several pass rushers, who had, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul and Justin Tuck and Michael Strahan at different times of their careers. So, you know, they have the horses to really get after Tom Brady with that blitzing. Uh, you think about teams like the Broncos, where it was Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware who were able to rush without sending extra guys. Uh, even in the Super Bowl, when they, they've been struggling and ended up winning the game with Seattle, uh, Seattle was really beating them up on defense until they lost Kiffick, clearly able to a concussion that game. Because uh, the Falcons last year, the Falcons got pressure without blitzing. Uh, with Grady Jackson really came up the gut, had a big game there. And uh, it wasn't until they really gassed out from playing 90 snaps over the course <laughs> of that game that they eventually tired out and Brady took over in the fourth quarter and was the Patriots back. So uh, I do think that's the way to do it. And the Jags have the, you know, the, the, have, the they have the guys to do it up front. So I wouldn't say they're going to win. You know, I, I don't think it's enough for me to make that prediction. But certainly they have the, uh, the, the biggest weapon that I think teams have used to defeat the Patriots in the past. Well, and Blake Bortles is the kind of anti-weapon, I guess, for, for, <laughs> for, for the Jaguars here. But in a way, Bill, the more I think about it, him being so unpredictable might almost kind of in a weird way be an asset because we saw him win a game throwing for 87 yards, but you've seen in the past he can pop over 300, he can use his legs. Like it, it's, it's weird because truly he is unpredictable. Yeah, he's a real X factor in this game, and uh, he's been so inconsistent from week to week. You think about the um, 
you know, he had a three-game stretch at the end of the season where he was phenomenal, one of the best quarterbacks in the football, and then followed it with a three-game stretch in Week 16, Week 17, in the first week of the playoffs where he was terrible. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in all of football. And then last week, he was somewhere in the middle. I mean, he got off to a hot start with play action, struggled for a bit in the middle of the game, but then came with a couple of big passes to uh, set up one touchdown and score the final touchdown of the game for the Jags when they needed it. So uh, I do think... If he gets down 14 points, they're in trouble. Yep. You know, if he has to really throw to catch up in this game, I think that could be a problem. But uh, if they can get the running game going, which is not out of the question, the Patriots' run defense is not great. Uh, get play action going, really kind of get those linebackers of the Patriots a little confused. Um, I, I do think he can have an okay day. You know, and it doesn't have to be great for them. He doesn't have to throw for 400 yards for them to win. He just has to not, you know, actively detract from from what they do on offense. Right, right. And it seems like the formula that they have to try to follow anyway is what they did with Pittsburgh. You ha- you get out to a lead, and then you kind of hold on. You bend, but you don't break. Because I'm, I'm totally with you. If you need Blake Bortles, if you're down by 10 in the fourth quarter, and you need Blake Bortles to throw you to a victory, you're going home. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean... Who knows? Uh, maybe something crazy will happen. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> but it does seem like that's the case for sure. I wouldn't want to, on the Jaguars, test out that scenario no. by any means. No, not at all. In conversation with ESPN's Bill Barnwell on Twitter, at Bill Barnwell. Okay, Nick Foles, Philadelphia Eagles. and It's a, a terrific way you put it. The teams make sense. The quarterbacks don't. And Nick Foles, of course, came in. And I think when you're looking at the backup quarterback situations, the Eagles are in as good a position as anybody. Nick Foles has won in this league. He's thrown, mm-hmm. well, what was that in 2013, 27-2 to TD to interception <laughs> ratio? Like He had a crazy year. Now, yeah. he's not consistent, which is why he's not a starter. But uh, what, what should we expect out of Nick Foles? You put the lesson in your article about coaching matters. Yeah, that's for sure. With Nick Foles, that you can see that where when he was with Chip Kelly in 2013, when that offense was going, he looked phenomenal, like one of the best quarterbacks in football. Uh, he went to St. Louis, ended up with Jeff Fisher. Ooh. Things changed. He was not as effective. Uh, he was you know, mediocre under Andy Reid in 2016, but definitely better than the guy he'd been uh, in St. Louis. And then this year with, with Peterson, not great, but we saw what happened with two weeks of time to prep uh, for that game last week against the Falcons. They they were competent on offense, certainly. Nick Foles, uh, they really played his strengths. A lot of quick throws, a lot of throws within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, a lot of RPOs designed to, you know, kind of make the, the read very easy for Nick Foles, kind of limit the time he has with the football, have him read one player, read one linebacker, read two linebackers, and then get the ball out almost immediately. So that does play to Philadelphia's strengths, and it does play to Nick Foles' strengths, and then you figure they're going to have a big dollop of the run game to go with Nick Foles. They don't want to depend on Nick Foles, like with Blake Bortles, to, to come back down 10 or 14 points. It doesn't make sense for them. But the problem is the Vikings have one of the best defenses in football at taking away what the Eagles want to do. They are the best defense in football against tight ends. They allow the fewest yards per attempt to tight end. The Eagles love throwing to Zach Ertz and Trey Burden in their passing game. And they're the second best passer rating against when teams do throw short passes within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage, which every one of Nick Foles' completions last week were within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. So uh, they can really squeeze the field. And so we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe the Eagles will try and take advantage of Minnesota's aggressiveness, of their speed, try and do more uh, more things like that counter play that worked to Nelson Aguilar for a big play last week against the Falcons. Because the Falcons, again, a very speedy team. It's not as good, but certainly quick uh, as well. So uh, I think Doug Peterson plays a big role here, and I think he's shown that he can really build a game plan around his quarterback strengths, whether it is Carson Wentz or Nick Foles. And the final quarterback 
Bill, who the heck would have seen third string Case Keenum coming in and on a white stallion all year and just <laughs> getting it done? Like, what? I'm still having trouble trying to figure out what to make out of Case Keenum. You have it's the situation, not the player. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so before the year, you know, I was putting together a 53-man roster, the best 53-man roster money could buy. That was, uh, you know, basically, what can you do around the salary cap? And I put some rules on it, of course. I didn't want to make it just every rookie player, but I put Case Keenum on as a, as a third-string quarterback. And I said, well, you know, if things break right, he could be a useful, you know, he's a good number three quarterback. He could maybe be a, a useful, like, fill-in backup. And this is a million times better than I ever could have expected <laughs> for Case Keenum. But, I mean, this was a guy who... You know, he was in Houston. He outplayed the guys he had in Houston, uh, but he didn't have the big arm, wasn't a, an exciting quarterback. So uh, the Texans moved on from him. You know, obviously the moves they made before John Watson say that maybe wasn't the best idea. Um, then you think about he was in St. Louis last year. Again, outplayed Jared Goff, but, but the Rams wanted to develop Jared Goff, so they, they benched him after about halfway through the year. And then we've seen this year in Minnesota, again, Pat Shermer is built an offense that plays to his strengths. Don't ask him to do a ton. Uh, they don't ask him to throw the ball 25 yards on field all the time. They ask him to try and pick holes in zones, make quick, accurate throws to guys like Adam Thielen. Um, you know, again, very solid running game. The Vikings ran the ball, I think, over 500 times this year. So very rarely is Case Keenum throwing the ball 45, 50 times a game trying to catch up or, or trying to, you know, basically get into a shootout with the opposing team. The Vikings are... They put him in good situations. They don't give him long fields. They give him short fields to work with from that defense. Uh, they don't have to... But they don't ask him to do a lot that he's not capable of doing. And that seems simple, but a lot of coaches don't do that. A lot of coaches don't really care about playing to their quarterback strengths. Thinking about Buffalo uh, with Tyrod Taylor this year is a good example, where they complained all year that he didn't fit into their scheme as opposed to just making a scheme that actually worked. Wow, it is going to be a fascinating weekend of games with these quarterbacks. Hey, you know what? It's been a strange year in the NFL, so this is almost kind of fitting, I guess, in a a weird way. Uh, Bill, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. That was Bill Barnwell on Twitter, at Bill Barnwell. Check out all his great work on ESPN as he covers the NFL. We're going to take the break. After that, it will be our game picks with the point spread. Scrizz and I will give our official picks Heading in to championship weekend and also a new DraftKings contest. So some fantasy football tips for you as well. A lot more coming up. TSN four downs. You walk by that hallway in there every day and you see this number nine with his locks hanging out the back of his helmet on that Pro Bowl wall. And that's Foles. So staying guy through seven touchdowns in one game, that's Nick Foles. So we were lucky that we had him as a backup. Torrey Smith on Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles. He's right. Think about the backup situations across the NFL. Eagles have it as good as anybody. Welcome back. TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, across the TSN radio network. You miss any of the show, get it on iTunes, SoundCloud. Get ready for the AFC and NFC Championship games. I'll tweet out the link on Twitter as well, at AndyMC81, at TSN 4 Downs on Instagram, at AndyMac8117. All right, guys, it's, uh, well, we're close. We are close to seeing if Blake Bortles can do the impossible, if Tom Brady will go to another Super Bowl, and between Case Keenum and Nick Foles, who the heck knows what's going to happen in Philly. But let's touch on that for a sec. With Nick Foles, people dumping all over him, 
uh, when, when Carson Wentz went down. This is a guy who has won big games in the league. In 2013, he had 27 touchdowns to two interceptions in that Chip Kelly offense. The guy has done well. Now, not good enough to be a starter still, right? But as a backup, who would you want rather than Nick Foles remaining in this in these playoffs? Right? Like, I'm totally fine with Nick Foles. And Doug Peterson put him in a perfect situation last week to win. Outside of Tom Brady, the theme is the same. You don't want any of these remaining quarterbacks to have to do too much. So let's get a poll result here at TSN 4Downs at AndyMCD1. You can vote there. Of Outside of Tom Brady, which of these QBs will have the best game stats-wise at the conference championship? Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, Nick Foles. Scrizz, Case Keenum leading the way at 50%. Doesn't shock me. After the Minneapolis miracle. He put he get, The guy and, has impressed. And Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs are still being underrated. Absolutely. Adam Thielen made, I want to say, three or four catches where you were just like... You still don't oh give him goodness. any love. Adam Thielen was my fantasy pick from last year's show as somebody to a sleeper going into this season and he's still not getting enough love no he and is oof. they have some like they still got Kyle Rudolph they have two good running backs still mm-hmm. even after Dalvin Cook got hurt their weapons there are really underrated and even the Philly Philly as well too they have weapons all across the offense sure they do like, Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey, Jeffrey and Xavier Rhodes is going to be a hell of a matchup to watch what was Zach Ertz I'm more looking to Zach Ertz as far as with the Eagles' defense. You want a big body kind of mismatch guy. Zach Ertz could be that. Nelson Aguilar's a first round pick. Like, sure, it's gonna be a fun game, man. I cannot wait for them all. And they had some razzle dazzle in the backfield in that win last week with Aguilar, and and that's why you went out and got JGI. That's why you went and got him because now you have him, Blunt, Clement. All you can mix and match in, in Aguilar in the back as well. So Case Keenum in the clubhouse leading. Then you got Bortles and Foles after that. So you can still vote. At TSN four downs. All right, Scrizz, it's time. Let's get to the game picks. The big three, two, two, two. 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 Yeah, two games left, and that's it. Then it's the Super Bowl. Okay, in Foxborough, Patriots seven and a half point favorites against the Jaguars. Weather forty six Fahrenheit. Looks like sunny. Shouldn't be an issue weather wise. Uh, my pick, Scrizz. I'll say Pats win. Jags cover. This is going to be a lot closer than people think. We agree. I feel the exact same way. I think Patriots will win, but maybe late. Mm-hmm. That defense, that Jacksonville defense, real deal, man. It's going to keep them in there. It's, it's going to be close. I I want to see if they can get to Tom Brady and either sack him, turnover, force that, and what Blake Bortles and how that chess game, how Belichick, if he can stop Leonard Fournette and you got to go to Bortles, how's that going to look? So, okay, we'll agree on that one. Uh, Over-under set at 45 that's interesting. I'll take, boy, I think I'll that's take right the over. The I know. That's I, why Vegas is so I'm good. I'm going to go under. That's why Vegas is so good, I'm right? They go make under. you think. I think it's like a 2017 type of Yeah, game. I'll take just over. And then the late game for the NFC Championship. Minnesota Vikings coming off of the Minneapolis Miracle into Philadelphia versus the Eagles. Mini three-point favorite. Scrizz, I think the Vikings have had their Super Bowl emotional high already. That team was still talking about it come Wednesday, okay? They have peaked emotionally. Give me Nick Foles and the Eagles at home. Interesting. I'll take it. Because think about it. Okay, we know both teams are going to try to run, so both defenses, which are excellent, are going to try to stop the run. And then you're going to have to force the throw. 
I'll I think Nick Foles might have the edge here. I know Case Keenum has been balling, but I'll go I'll go Nick Foles in a very close and I think low scoring. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something around that like fifteen ten mark, like Eagles beat Atlanta the other week. Uh, first time a number one seed has been the dog mm-hmm. in both the divisional and the conference yep, ever title game. Chip on the shoulder. Um, there's, I'm I'm shocked that even after the the Atlanta win, that they're a three three point underdog at home. However, Minnesota's defense, the way they're playing right now, Harrison Smith and yeah, that secondary legit. Their weapons. Griffin this on the edge. miracle run, man. I Woo. I have to ride with the Vikings. Going Vikings. Uh, yeah, All right. I, I, the three is a lot for me. Even even though like they're not going by one or no. I don't know. It's just it's so close. Like it, last that week, man. Close. Whoever has the last the ball last is going to win. Yep, I think so. And and we have potential for we two called great it last matchups. week too. Like yeah. I picked the Eagles, too, last week, by the way. Good, good just on saying, you. Just saying. Good you can watch you. all these games, of course, on CTV. Listen across the TSN Radio Network. Okay, Skriz, let's get to uh, real quick fantasy football here on DraftKings. We went over it last week, and for the conference championships and the Super Bowl, their new showdown game, I am in love with this game. I won the contest I entered last week. Now, you know I'm a little cautious. I entered a 25-cent contest, won it, got a sweet five bucks. How about Woo-hoo. that? Yeah, big money, baby. But you can, they have one dollar, two, three, four hundred plus dollar contest on DraftKings. So you can do whatever level you're, you want. But this showdown one is so interesting because you pick one game and then you have four offensive players and two defensive players. So it's not, you don't have to pick a quarterback if you don't want. You can pick whoever you like. And then the defensive players, uh, Mante Teo won me my league last week. He won it for me because because I went volume tackle. Remember we were talking about last week. Do you go linebacker who's going to get a lot of tackles but probably won't have a flash interception for a big point? So volume. That's the way I went, and I won. This week I think we're going to see a lot of run heavy again, so maybe you go that way. In the uh, Eagles-Vikings game, my offense, I went Ertz, Rudolph, Ajay, and McKinnon. For the Vikings, give me Jarek McKinnon over Latavius Murray because the plow ahead, the Eagles' defense is so good at stopping that. McKinnon can catch better out of the backfield and slide out. I think McKinnon's going to have the bigger day between those guys. Yeah, I agree with that. So you have that. And then I have Griffin uh, on the edge as the other defensive player. I like Anthony Barr in this game. He's just a stud. Yeah, you you can't. (laughs) You can't go wrong with either. But it shows you, too, why you are patient with first-round picks. Took him a year, year and a half to actually break in and, and get into a flow. Anthony Barr's legit. All right, that'll do it for this week. Next week, we'll know who the Super Bowl matchup is. And, hey, we're going to have Canadian and from the Seattle Seahawks, Luke Wilson, live on the show next week. Can't wait. How about that? He's a beauty. We're going to have a great show next week. Uh, if you missed any of the program, get us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs. I will tweet out the links there or get us on iTunes and the TSN1050.ca show page. So for producer Mike Skrzniak, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN4Downs across the TSN radio network.